traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. In the squadron, they called him Bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Now, since we're outside, let's go back to what I thought was uh, some of the more informative uh, uh, evidence that something funny went on. Walk down the uh, alleyway, or I guess sidewalk to the south of my house, it, where this is O.J. Simpson supposedly found the glove. First thing I want to draw your attention to is there's a door here that goes into my garage. And O.J. Then, uh, Simpson trying to establish his innocence after he was found not guilty. Does he sound crazy? He doesn't sound crazy to me. I was trying to get into my house undetected with a limo driver uh, with an un- unobstructed view looking down my driveway. I could have gone through this door. The prosecution made a big deal about this door. All right, all right, all right, O.J. I mean, look, I just, uh, nothing's off the table anymore, right? I mean, nothing's off the table. I could believe that that guy was framed. Not then, but more now. James Flippin just walked in. You're another guy looking at me like I have five heads. I mean, that's a pretty interesting statement but yeah i actually kind of agree with what you just said you know um i think the whole damn thing needs to be revisited i want a commission i want a commission on uh oj who did it uh what was her name again nicole brown simpson she right. was beautiful um but wouldn't that suggest that if you want to reopen it so wait you're saying but he was acquitted so he was acquitted but i think we need a truth commission oh and by the way ron goldman the handsome guy that she was uh, with at the time, and uh, the Goldmans, they probably wouldn't like me talking like this. I've met them both; they're very nice. But it, granted, it's been fifteen years. I just uh, look, I, I, you know, and quite frankly, they're not objective on this stuff, right? They're not. They're not. And um, all right, we'll leave it alone for now. Uh, in the meantime, Nikki Haley, shut up with all the reports about Nikki Haley surging. All day long, I'm hearing it, right, from all the Trump enemies out there. And there are a lot. She's surging. She's surging in Iowa. She's surging in New Hampshire. And I'm like, yeah, how many points is Trump up? <laughs> uh, 18 points. But she is surging. He's stagnant. He's stagnant. He's, he's only 18. She's surging while he's stagnant. I mean, look, number one, the race was always going to tighten as we get closer, right? Um, if she gets the nomination, she will lose. Nobody likes her. Nobody. Tucker Carlson, who I like a lot, speaks for a lot of folks in MAGA, even though I don't know if he calls himself MAGA. He says he's going to go out there and campaign full-time against her if she gets the nomination. I can't stand her for a couple of reasons. Career politician, phony, uh, disloyal, and has no particular talent to bring to the people. How about the fact that she got paid after she left Congress? She was, like, broke. And then she started working with, what, Lockheed Martin or something like that? Now she's all paid. Well, uh, yeah, that too. When she left uh, the U.N., actually, she got a bunch oh, okay. of hookups and uh, on this board, that board, and made a hell of a lot of money. And that's what most career politicians are looking for, right. the payday. Payday in everything they do in their career, not all, but most, is, uh, okay, how, can, uh, how will this affect 
me, my family, my earning potential, my career. Our founding fathers never thought about this permanent governing class. Anyway, listen, um, James Flippin, what is going on locally? Well, it's interesting that we're talking about, you know, congressional matters and issues of money and stuff like that, because Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey is seeking a delay in his trial. We know that a federal grand jury indicted him on allegations of bribery and corruption. So he's supposed to go on trial in May, but he, uh, the June primary date for the Democratic Party, I guess, conflicts with that for him because, you know, he wants to run for re-election as well. So he's asking the court to change his trial date to July, from May to July, and that would be past the June primary. All right. Uh, it's funny. You know, that guy has... Uh... That guy has survived these things before, right? Suddenly I'm drawing a blank on that whole case. Oh, yeah, the gold bars. He's running against Tammy. Look, whatever has to be done to defeat Tammy Murphy, uh, the the so-called first lady of New Jersey, which let's get rid of that, all right? Let's get rid of the whole first lady thing. Do you just prefer governor's wife? Mrs. Murphy. Okay. Tammy. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, like She's like, it's the honor of my lifetime to be what? We don't look to you for anything. We don't. We don't. Who the hell is Kathy Hochul married to? Is he the first gentleman? He's the guy who's actually made out like a bandit since her uh, since the her, Buffalo Bills her, her wife got into uh, high level politics. All right, so there's that. And uh, then one of his top fundraising officials just quit, resigned, I guess. So yeah, well, everyone in the Democrat Party is uh, telling him to get lost. And uh, what do I know? I'm not going to I, I, I'm not going to, you know, let's see what so you the evidence prefer is. Senator Menendez to personally. Look, I don't I mean, I, Tammy, Tammy Murphy deeply, deeply, deeply offended me with that silly, arrogant opening video where she pretended that she was a person of service instead of a, you know, greedy Wall Street fat cat. You can be a greedy Wall Street fat cat. That's fine. I know plenty of them. They're cool. But don't pretend that you were something else. And don't pretend that you're actually helping kids by talking about gender and all that nonsense while they're in middle school. Uh, that's not helping. And that phony, what is she trying to say? I reduced infant mortality. You know what? I think she's increased infant mortality, i.e. increased abortion wherever she goes. She is really, really, really pro-abortion. Another reason why I don't like her. Anything else going on? Well, uh, as you know. Tammy's husband, Governor Phil Murphy, has sued to try and stop congestion pricing. Now we know that on January, I think it's 5th, New Jersey officials and members of the MTA will have a sit-down meeting to discuss congestion pricing. You call this news, dude? This is kind of light. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, there's, sorry, but there's going to be a meeting in January. Come on, man. Well, it's significant. The whole thing with congestion well, pricing. I, we got to go back to, <laughs> okay, they're going to have a meeting. All right, yeah. what else? All right, what else? I'm looking for the headlines here. Uh, okay. Uh, how about the fact that the fire in Sunnyside, Queens, has been blamed on an illegal torch, the one that happened yesterday, displacing upwards of 450 people? That's better. Okay, you'll like that. Illegal torch? Right. All right. That's uh, sometimes used for, like, you know, like they're doing the roof repairs and stuff like that, but it's obviously very dangerous to do it that way. All right. Let me peruse the local headlines. All okay, right. Please. Let's just see what we got here. Absolutely. Let's see what we got. You and Bob Brown, you guys get very intellectual. You get very intellectual on I this I get stuff. intellectual. You guys were doing constitutional law yesterday when I stepped in. Let's see here. Rats are to blame for droves of New Yorkers fleeing. Uh, let's see. That's interesting. Not really. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's kind of light out there in New York. Well, uh, New- what about the migrants taking over our city? What about the crime all over the place? 
What about we are? New York is dying. It is dying, James. It's dying. And there's going to be a meeting next month. Come on, come well, on. Congestion pricing, does that not have something to do I mean, with it? I know, but there's going to be a meeting. I mean, that I would say the meeting is part of a larger story on congestion pricing. But that's advancing the story on congestion I, pricing. I, I, what am I supposed to say? You, it's you, still supposed to happen in spring. You advance these things. You gotta, like, that's, a lot of you guys do it. You're very good at what they do, what you guys do. But it's like, I think that what, you can't, advancing it a centimeter. You know what I mean? It's almost like you're following it to, I'm sorry. All right. The meeting is important. Apparently not. <laughs> I just don't think that that's where. I thought where... you were into the congestion If I'm the story. governor, am I going to sit on my ass waiting for some meeting on January 5th? Here we go. You work the phone. This is what you I'm looking for. get over there in their face. See, I'm you don't seeing let the football. This we're going to have a meeting on January 5th. This is how it works, Greg. I'm providing the blocking. You run with the football through the line. I just, uh, all right. So there's a meeting. All right. This is New York. Give me one juicy big story. Please, there's got to be something. It doesn't have to be from your news report. It could be anything. Uh, boy, man, I'm trying to think of something juicy. Um, I, I mean, I'm not really sure what you're looking for. I don't know. Well, let's see here. Uh, some guy in a Godzilla suit has been terrorizing people on 34th Street. All right, that sounds interesting. I guess. Oops, happened in 2017. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's from the files. You know, it's right. kind of that time of year. When Sorry to bust are... your chops about the news. I am like that's it's 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 you know the news, the news, the news. Have you been down to City Hall lately? And you look at all of those reporters. You know, you're seasoned. You've been around for a while. Have you noticed how young those reporters are? Um, you know, it's interesting. I haven't actually sat there at a press briefing in a while. Um, you know, what are they all like 20 somethings or something like that? Hey, here's something man shot dead by cops after burning girlfriend's nine year old son. He thought was possessed by a demon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Yikes. This is the kind of story I would actually blow off. I'm not necessarily looking for, uh, you know, murder. Yeah. I used to have this discussion with them over at the good day show. They were like, they not no was a good day. Other shows like you had to be very particular about which murder you were going to cover because there was a murder every day at least. So just because it happened and it's convenient for us to report on, we don't necessarily have to report on that. Right. Or a car crash or something like that. Well, all right. All good. All good. What are you doing for Christmas? I'm going to be with my family. We've got a big party in Cedar Grove on Christmas Eve that my cousin's been hosting for about 20 years now. So that's a big family get together. And then the next day. We'll kind of do a family breakfast, quick little gift exchange, and then I'm going out with my husband to my sister-in-law's house out in Vermont. All right, what's his name? My husband? Yeah. Chris. Let's just call him Chris. Okay. Every time you say husband, I feel like we got to have a big conversation about gay marriage. That's interesting. All right, so it's just better <laughs> if I say Chris. Just say Chris. My oh, and it's better. A friend of mine. You say Chris because then I don't know. A lot of people don't know. I say, is boy or a girl? It's yeah, Chris. Right, Chris. Yeah. It's Chris. No, I do feel like I – like, remember how, how – circumspect i was initially about that well, i was joking about that with with rich i was saying you know greg's still doing some investigative reporting here he's not so sure he thinks it's a branding strategy wait what oh on your part yeah yeah no a lot of people do think you're straight a lot of people a do. lot of people do. That's i think true. you're straight yeah diego just said he thinks so all right stand by we'll talk and the other thing the other matter is matt gates on fire once again this guy not only should I, I, I see 2028, I want Matt Gates, Vivek Ramaswamy running this country. But he said about the Colorado situation when we come back. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We are the winning team, and that's why the left is acting out so crazily. They have no arguments left to make. Who wants to vote for high crime, high taxes, high prices, and low testosterone? It's not really a winning agenda. But they have to smear us as extremists, try to imprison us, commit election interference and election fraud against us to protect their power. They're literally working to knock Donald Trump off the ballot in the name of protecting democracy. Removing the leading candidate in a national election from the ballot is the most dictatorial thing the Biden administration and their allies could ever even think of. Absolutely, Matt Gates. Absolutely. And everybody seems to agree. Here's uh you ever see Professor Turley on the on the on the Fox News? I don't like to watch too much Fox News. They're all wobbly on a lot of things, and they're all spooked by Trump. But uh, Jonathan Turley is uh, is pretty good, even though he goes wobbly sometimes too. But let's listen to this. Cut nine. The ultimate tool to try to uh, shortcut elections, and it's very very dangerous. I mean, this country is a powder keg, and this court is just throwing matches at it. And I think that. Uh, it's a real mistake, but I think that they're wrong on the law. You know, January 6th was many things, most of it not good. In my view, it was not insurrection. It was a riot. That doesn't mean that the people responsible for that day shouldn't be held accountable. Uh, but to call this an insurrection for the purposes of disqualification uh, would create a slippery slope for every state in the union. This is a time when we actually need democracy. We need to allow the the voters to vote. We need to hear their decision. And the court here just said, you're not going to get that. Uh, in Colorado, we're not going to let you vote for Donald Trump. Wow. And, you know, you could dislike yeah. Trump. You could believe he's responsible for January 6th. But this isn't the way to do it. I mean, it is. You know, for the people that say they're trying to protect democracy, this is hands down the most oh, anti-democratic. Please opinion I've seen in my lifetime. All right. Well, I actually don't like that he's still making noise about how what a terrible day January 6th was and those responsible must be held accountable, implying that people who were responsible might not even have been there, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, I think they have over-prosecuted, overcharged, and Donald Trump, the, 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 the scariest thing about that silly decision is that they labeled the January 6th speech that he gave at the Ellipse somehow uh, not protected by the First Amendment because he used phrases like, you know, you got to fight like hell for your country. you got to fight or, or else you'll lose. You're allowed to say that. And I played a bunch of clips on my video thing uh, of Democrats saying fight like hell, fight, 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 give him hell, Harry. We know that. And I, I think the a good example of this is the Beastie Boys. Remember that? you got to fight for your right to party. Party. 
I mean, did they actually mean that you had to go beat up people? No. You have to stick up for yourself. You have to be strong. You have to tell mom, no, give me back that magazine. No, uh, you know, the, you, you, you gotta just stick up for yourself. Obviously. This is really creepy stuff. And then the other thing, oh, you know, they actually put it in there that, um, he didn't call the vice president. He, he, he didn't call the vice president when he knew the Capitol was under attack. And he should have called the vice president. Number one, they've never established whether or not he knew, really knew what was going on at the Capitol. They never, well, it was on TV. Actually, it wasn't. A lot of things were on TV that day. Mostly, it was a bunch of people hanging around outside the Capitol. All that other stuff you saw later came out later. Now, also, I looked it up. The Secret Service has, guess what, an operation center. And they've got screens and they've got, uh, you know, uh, communication teams and they've got all this. Like, the, it's a nerve center for all the people they're protecting. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking is like, is the implication that the Secret Service wasn't doing its job? Yeah. That's up to them. That is up to the Secret Service. He's not a security guard monitoring television screens. And like so. And also, he's not like that's not his job. And the the giveaway here is that nobody was calling Trump. The vice president didn't call Trump. General Milley didn't call Trump. Nobody called Trump. Right. It was all, why didn't Trump call them? That's how you know it's a scam. Yeah. All right. Now, Ru- is Rudy going to be able to come in? Yeah? All right, good. We're going to talk to Rudy, and I'm probably not going to be t- taking much in the way of phone calls, so I'll take I'll take Russ real quick. Yeah. Hi, Greg. Hey, Greg, I just wanted to tell you quick, you know, Professor Dershowitz was plagiarizing when he wrote a book called The Case for Israel back in 15 years ago. And I want to know, Greg, do you think because he was a straight white Jewish male that his complexion was his protection? Uh, Russ, um, once again, you annoy me. (laughs) Once again, you rub me the wrong way with your voice and your attitude, right? All that nasty stuff. You know how I feel about Dershowitz. I know nothing about his uh, this uh, allegation, but I do know this. He's been subjected to numerous fake allegations False allegations. And, uh, Russ, I'm sure you're a, a reservoir of plenty of those when it comes to people you don't like. So, uh, we'll leave it at that, Russ. Uh, Sandra is in New Jersey. Greg, I gotta tell you, I love you so much. I have to say that you have so much courage. You're really brave. I worry about you. I do, but I, I want you to continue doing what you do. I love what you said about uh, Bloomberg to give Giuliani a little money. Maybe you should say it a couple of times so he'll hear it, and maybe that hint might help. Uh, I just don't think, quite frankly, those women deserve that kind of money. But uh, thank you so much. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, my book report is almost done about Liz Cheney, the most reprehensible woman in uh, America. Uh, she is the absolute worst. And I understand a little bit what's going on, a little bit more. You know, I read her fake book, all right, totally um, made up, totally full of uh, hate, hatred for Trump. That's where it all comes from. Trump called out the Cheney family on the Iraq war. It drives them crazy. 
They hate him for it. They will never forgive him. And that's why she's gone all in on this horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. Now, one thing, Chapter 6, the Secretaries of Defense, the Secretaries of Defense, she snaps her fingers in December of 2020, and she gets every living Secretary of Defense to write a letter saying that Donald Trump must leave office. Now, this goes to my whole thing about how she has such reverence for anybody who's not been. Oh, is the mayor here almost? Oh, we're waiting for the mayor. Mayor Rudy Giuliani will be here shortly. Um, She has such reverence and admiration for anything and anyone who's not elected. That's the key. All right. Elected people she has contempt for other than Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Kevin is a liar. Mike Johnson is a crummy lawyer. Jim Jordan started it. Jim Jordan is dumb. All these things that she has to say about her colleagues. She's the only one who took an oath and takes it seriously. You know, when you take an oath to support and defend the Constitution, that doesn't mean your read of the Constitution is the only one, right? She seems to mistake that. She doesn't realize that democracy, I actually, people have a real chip on their shoulder when it comes to that oath of office. Especially people in uh, some people in uniform, actually. You see, it also says in that same oath of office, especially in the military, that you're supposed to re- uh, obey those appointed above you, officers. You have to follow orders. It's Liz Cheney is not the Supreme Court, right? She's not the entire government. Her version of events, her version of how the world should be, is not the be all the and the end all. Now. Back to the secretaries of defense. They write a letter saying that Donald Trump must leave office. They make all kinds of political observations about how, well, uh, all of the electoral count issues have been settled and uh, it's time for him to leave. They had not actually been settled. January 6th, whether you like it or not, there was an opportunity to raise objections. You can put it in writing. If you had a House member and a Senate member, uh, you had to debate it for at least two hours. The secretaries of defense had no way of knowing how that debate would go, or did they? Did they? Did they? Were they in on it, right? Ten secretaries of defense, never elected to anything, write that letter. Liz Cheney calls them up. Twenty minutes later, we have the deep state ordering Trump from office. Reminds me very much when it comes to these letters. Um, remember the 51 Intel officials, the 51 who said the uh, the Hunter laptop was was bogus, same thing. Same thing. And actually, it was just a few weeks later. Who are these unelected people telling us what's true, what's not, who's president, what's a valid objection, what's not? I mean, the deep state is real. You can look it up. You can touch it. And Liz Cheney is so emblematic of the whole damn thing. How is it? Seven million dollars. Seven million dollars she went into the Congress with. Now she's worth 40. Uh, let's see. There's a fake interview here where she is talking to a Capitol Hill cop and the Capitol Hill cop says, ma'am, what happened today is worse than anything I saw in Iraq. He was a veteran, right? Anything he ever saw in Iraq. Maybe this guy was in charge of, I don't know, um, the PX in Iraq. I mean, uh, I've seen burn victims. I've seen people lose limbs. Do we see any of that on January 6th? Of course not. I mean... (laughs) Uh, 
it's uh let's see if there's something else here yeah give me one second here charlie a uh, long time no speak what's up hey this is america can we just vote for anybody can we do a write-in good idea nate how are you Hello? nate in the bronx Bill. Hello. Yes, sir. You're on oh, the air. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Very briefly. Um, <clears throat> one thing I want to point out is that we all know that crime has been inching up, especially violent crime on the streets. Uh, and again, it's an obvious thing. It's a quality of life issue. It's really a mortal threat. I mean, you're talking about people getting stabbed, shot, killed, uh, thrown on subway tracks by demented individuals that should be, uh, you know, locked up. Uh, but one of the reasons why crime is up, apart from the fact that, you know, the police have pulled back from. Yeah, I know. Get the to law. the. Yeah. What? Yeah, but also the fact that, again, many of their energies these days are directed towards political ends as opposed to, you know, forensic reasons. And what do I mean by that? You know, over the last uh, 12 years or so, there was a, a report in the AP, Associated Press, that the NYPD spent $3 billion on doing nothing but, quote, surveillance, unquote. Now, there are simply not enough people in the population. Now, hold on a second. Given- hold on a second. Hold on a second. First of all, the AP, the Associated Press, all right? Is this the, those those two guys? Was it written by two guys? It was written by two guys, right? Now, number one, we want the AP, we want the police department to be doing surveillance, all right? Nate, we, we actually want that. We want the cameras downtown. We want intelligence work. We want that, all right? I don't know if it's $3 billion or $3 million or what the deal is, but we want that. That's a good thing. Now, one thing they have been doing and wasting time and money on is fighting white supremacy, fighting, believe it or not, white supremacy. It is one of the top priorities of the Deputy Commissioner for Counterintelligence. Can you believe that? Rebecca Weiner is her name. Hey, and the other thing, where the hell is the police commissioner and what's his name? Does anybody know the name of the police commissioner? Nobody knows the name of the police commissioner. A low-profile nobody, and that's just the way Eric Adams wants it. A low-profile nobody, so he can be the man. It's all about Eric, Ewick, as we like to call him, being the man. All right. Uh, I'll see you later, Nate. And um, sometimes, Nate, I wonder, is he... Uh, he's trying to get on my good graces, and then he hits me with some weird stuff sometimes. Hello, Mr. Mayor. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Do I look any different now that I'm in bankruptcy? <laughs> First of all, you realize that bankruptcy, there's no, um, there's no like, it's not a negative. It's not a stigma. It's not a, it's not well, a stigma. In my particular case, I'm only in bankruptcy because I just don't happen to have $148 million around to pay. Well, even if you did, even if you did. <laughs> And I'm just talking, look, let's be honest here. We have to watch a little bit what we say right now because the lawyers are all over Rudy Giuliani. They've sued him twice. They've sued him twice since the verdict. I I haven't even seen those yet. (laughs) I don't know what I'm being sued for. I know they want to gag me, but they haven't yet approached me with a gag or, you know, like maybe they're going to come after me like they do when they abuse dogs. They'll try to grab me and put something around my I, I can't talk. God forbid I should talk. I might, I might tell the truth. That's uh, well. That's you have a habit of doing that. That's the problem. <laughs> and trouble. This is the man. You. This is the man who uncovered Hunter Biden, and 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 uh, this is the man who put out the 
the uh, hard drive. You think there's a connection? They'll never forgive you for that. They'll never forgive you. And that all the work you've done for President Trump, that's also unforgivable in their books. So, all right, 148 minutes. Now, number one, I'm glad you don't have the money to pay anybody. (laughs) Well, here's the deal, and I have to be careful here. Because you have not yet exhausted your rights. You, as an American citizen, this process, you have not. And I'm. it's legitimate that I can say I want you to exhaust your rights before uh, anything uh, – they get a dime. And the judge here, Judge Beryl Howell, who is the judge that told other judges they weren't giving strong enough sentences to the January 6th people. She did something I've never heard a judge do. She gave him advice that they should start coming after me right now. Uh, which would also d- put all of my other, you know, other creditors and other people who have legitimate, reasonable amounts, would put, they'd all get wiped out. I mean, this woman is a terror. She's the a judge. terror. Yeah. I mean, I can't, she's giving advice on how to collect a judgment to the plaintiffs. Plus, the, the guy's got about eight lawyers. The two women have eight lawyers from the biggest law firms. The, the ch- chief lawyer is Hunter Biden's former partner. A lawyer for Burisma, you can't tell me it's not connected yeah. <laughs> to a bigger picture. Now, I want to say this, and we're just going to we're going to listen to it respectfully. OK, we'll listen to it very respectfully. I'm not going to make any comments about anything, but I do want to hear Shay Moss explain all of the awful things that happened to her. Right. That she she says. Right. All right. That she says happened to her as a result of uh, it's not necessarily stuff that you said, but stuff online. Right. OK, we're going to do this respectfully. Yeah, actually, none of it was stuff I said. It's all secondary stuff, stuff that other people tweeted to her. All right. So let's see here. Cut. Uh, cut. Uh, Fourteen. I told them, um, I, you know, I was like, where where have they you know, where have you been getting these threats? I, I don't believe I have any. And. Um, Mr. Jones told me, like, they're attacking his uh, Facebook, and I don't really use Facebook. All right. It's interesting, and this is just all in the record, that her boss had to direct her to see uh, the negative comments. She did not know. She was oblivious. She was oblivious, and they directed her, basically told her to open up a dormant Facebook account. And then this happens in the January 6th hearings, cut 15. I went to the Facebook app, and I'm just kind of panicky at this point because this has never happened to me, and my mom is involved, and I'm like her only child. So I'm just asking him, like, where are the messages? All I see is the feeds. Like, how do you get to the messages? And he said, it's another icon on your phone that says Messenger. And I went to that icon, and it was just a lot of horrible things there. It's interesting, and it's just interesting, and we all heard it. This is a matter of factual public record that he had to direct her, you know, to the look. There are bad things being written about you every moment of every day. Sometimes, as uh, we speak, as we speak, <laughs> you know, I just saw I, I saw your face, by the way, on CNN, MSNBC, and Fox at the same time. Does that ever get a little? Uh, what is that like? Well, it's also interesting the pictures they select on NBC, <laughs> on NBC, MSNBC. I don't want my granddaughter to see the pictures because she might cry on Fox or Newsmax or, you know, they're reasonable. I never told you this before, I don't think. But do you remember that famous press conference where you were with uh, Jenna Ellis was there and others? Right, right. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 whatever it was, a stream. Yes, I had, ma- I had makeup on. Makeup on. People wear makeup when they're on TV. Hello. So yeah. I was actually in a cab listening to that on the radio. 
And I'm thinking the entire time, isn't this great? They're making such great points. I thought you guys were on fire. And then I get to the office. Right. And, and, and I see on, online and everywhere else, they're just like, can you believe his makeup started smearing? They were, it was like Richard Nixon versus Kennedy. It was all yeah, about, yeah. all about optics, not about substance. And as, as opposed to, uh, the president of the United States saying that he, that he saw, uh, Roosevelt reading the comics on television and Roosevelt was dead. For three years before there was television. Nobody comments on that. Who said that? Oh, Biden? Joe Biden. <laughs> Lie number uh, 450,000. Well, delusion number 450,000. All right. So uh, how do you file bankruptcy? What do you have to do? Uh, you've got to show that your um, debt, what you owe, exceed what you have. And um, without this, I'm not even close to being in bankruptcy. And with this, I'm not even close to not being in bankruptcy. <laughs> $145 million. I mean, I don't, I don't mind telling you what it says. It's all going to be public. My net worth, my net worth is about 10 or 11 million. Yeah. Uh, hey. I could sustain a debt of two or three million, right? Okay. Two or three million. I could sustain at a hundred and, 48 million if i gave them everything i had i would owe them 138 million and everybody else would get wiped out and they also accused me of not being transparent they're the ones that are not transparent now everybody will get to see exactly what i have yeah exactly where it's going and a lot of the little people aren't going to get screwed which is what they would have done i want to hear and i think we're doing this respectfully we're not actually we're not saying anything we're just going to the public record and we're still allowed to do that in america let's see here's a uh, shea moss in January 6th, talking about um, how her life has been affected by, uh, well, how it's how it was affected, period. Go ahead. Now, that's the uh, several things that they include threats. Yes, a, a lot of threats, um, wishing death upon me, um, telling me that, you know, I'm, I'll be in jail with my mother and saying things like, be glad it's 2020 and not 1920. All right. Now, number one, Rudy, you didn't say any of that stuff, uh, Mr. Did, Mayor. And one more, if you don't mind, cut 70. 100%. Didn't say any of it. Ms. Moss, how has this experience of being targeted by the former president and his allies affected your life? It's turned my life upside down. Um, I no longer give out my business card. I don't transfer calls. I um, don't want anyone knowing my name. I don't want to go anywhere with my mom because she might yell my name out over the grocery aisle or something. I don't go to the grocery store at all. All right. I just have to go through this, and will this be part of your case? When one figures damages, you have to figure the impact on one's life, and she said – uh, she doesn't hand out business cards. She doesn't transfer phone calls and she doesn't like going to the grocery store with her mother. Um, I'm wondering that seems, it seems a little bit, uh, I don't know. That doesn't seem very serious. You get a hundred million for that. I don't, I don't have business cards. I don't hand them out. I don't know how to transfer a phone call and I don't go to the, <laughs> I don't go to the grocery store with my mom anymore. Well, you can get a lot of money for that. <laughs> Will this be part of your uh, of appeal? But of course. Also, the fact that I was not allowed to put it in defense. Let me ask you this also. I couldn't put a single thing in to defend myself. So the public record of Ruby Freeman, Shea Moss, you will be able to use during your during your appeal? Yes, sir, of course. I mean, I, unless the appellate court says I can't defend myself either. 
How do you feel about the appellate court in Washington? What are they it, like? It, it, uh, it's better than where I was with Beryl Howell, who's, um, who's a, uh, uh, relentless January 6th incarcerator and sentencer and has also made several extrajudicial statements about her animosity toward Trump for which she should have recused herself. So what is the likelihood this goes to the Supreme Court? Probably not. Uh, maybe, maybe it could be. It is a First Amendment case. I wouldn't rule it out. And now this doesn't have anything to do with you. Well, actually, a little bit. You're in the middle of a lot of things right, right now. January 6th, the Colorado Supreme Court. This is one of the most offensive things in addition to trying to get him off the ballot. But they said that the January 6th speech at the Ellipse was not constitutionally protected free speech. The First Amendment doesn't apply to that, which I don't know in what universe one could make that case. Well, how do they, dis- how do they determine that? That's their unilateral determination and interpretation of speech. Uh, first of all, the- they said it was incitement of violence, which it, it, the, the, how do you determine I, I don't that? Know if you they've can't. Ever, look, I, I, I prosecuted incitement cases. Incitement is a very, very strict crime because of the First Amendment. You've got to go really far. You virtually have to tell people, go inside and kill somebody Yeah, because of protection of the First Amendment. He wasn't even close to it. Mr. Mayor, stand by because I need your take on another matter, the O.J. Simpson case, if you don't mind. When we come back. Well. <laughs> Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, right now at this moment, there are, I guess, two prime newsmakers in America. Well, three. Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and Rudy Giuliani. You know, you're one of the top three most discussed people in America. I'm glad you didn't say disgusting. (laughs) Uh, People in New York still love me. When I walked up here, three people wanted me to run for mayor again. My God, can you believe it? Can Even believe if it's it? true, they said. Even if it's true, we want you to run for mayor again. <laughs> Real quick, did you hear what Adam said about uh, kind of, uh, New York is a great place, even if uh, you got uh, oh. a store opening. Don't do not do the voice that I'm doing. Oh, you got a terrorist attack. It's all it's all good, right? All good. Where does that come from, Greg? You know, I mean, uh, I, I don't want to, I, I better not speculate, but I, I can't imagine someone saying that in their right mind. It comes from stupidity, <laughs> narcissism. Yeah. You you spend so much time looking at yourself in the mirror and worrying about clothes. You don't really think about other things. You know, when I was trained to be an investigator uh, of corruption, and we actually did a course, I went to a course on it, and they said, you know, politi- politicians who have custom suits and, you know, just keep your eye open. When you see custom suits, maybe a jewelry that's a little bit too expensive, because the minute a politician starts to like the good life, there's a good chance they're going to go in the wrong direction. That's fast. They actually said this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, as like a, you know, not not the per- not that the person's guilty, but that it's a uh, what we what do we used to call it? occasion of sin or uh, that kind of thing. So, uh, well, that that's Joe Biden. Joe, and especially with the clothes, Joe Biden. People don't know this; they don't realize it. Is a clothes horse. And has been for a very, very, very long time. You can like nice clothes, but clothes horse is a little bit too much. And you can tell how self-conscious he is. The clothes are not like garish, but if you look, they're very, Beautiful. very, very expensive. Beautiful suits. And he's had that his entire life. He lived uh, his entire political life. Uh, the the what do you call it? The uh, the Dupont Mansion there in, yeah. in, in in Delaware. And he's never had a job other than uh, a limited a salary uh, a senator. I mean, there was a point in time he was making less than a hundred thousand. Mr. Mayor, it's an honor to be with you once again. Have a great show. And uh, tonight, 
Watch Greg Kelly. You're going to get the truth if you like it or not. Thank you. <laughs>